time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. Very good evening, welcome to Red Friday and following the disappointment of last weekend's single goal defeat at Celtic Park, Aberdeen will be looking to head into the forthcoming international break on the back of a victory against Mirren at Pitodri tomorrow afternoon. We'll be discussing the saga of the Betfred Cup semi-finals, another baffling decision by the SFA and we'll also take time to look ahead to the rest of the weekend action, the latest guesses on the predictor as well as the current league table. I'm Dave McDermott, joining me Andrew Shiny and Alan Davidson and uh, Andrew, where to start? Let's start with Scott McKenna. Well, uh, at a time when, to be perfectly honest, there's so much good stuff happening about Scottish football, the powers that be seem hell-bent on creating a, a, a look to the game up here as being totally amateurish. I mean, where on earth did that decision come from? Bobby Madden saw what happened on Saturday, didn't even deem it a foul, yet the compliance officer has got in touch with the the anonymous panel of three former Category 1 referees who then decide it's serious foul play and he should be banned for two games. This for an incident which the, a FIFA-appointed official, uh, or a, a FIFA f- official in Bobby Madden, saw nothing wrong with. Where on earth are they coming from? Yeah, and uh, speaking to press after the game last week, uh, and uh, I know um, ca- the cameramen who were behind the goal, everybody said in real time, Alan, uh, he played the ball. He did not. He did not lunge, as was alluded to at uh, Edward. He played the ball, and it, the photograph looks worse than the actual incident. And as Andrew said, Bobby Madden didn't uh, didn't uh, see anything wrong with it at all. That's it. Madden saw nothing wrong with it. The majority of the Celtic players saw nothing wrong with it. They weren't. There wasn't a massive rush of players surrounding the referee, and you can generally tell by a player's reaction how bad a challenge really is. We understand Edward took a bit of a sore one, but McKenna has gone to play the ball, and yet again, the powers that be have just made a complete mess of this one. It's one of those, Morelos kicks out 30 yards from the ball at McKenna, and that's fine, but McKenna catches Edward trying to, well, not trying to play the ball, he played the ball, and ends up with a two-game ban. It's beyond ridiculous at the moment. Yeah, but fair play to the Celtic medical staff, because they worked wonders to get Edward fit and oh, score yeah. a goal. He was able to score yeah, last, goal night. last night. But when you look at the, the wording of the the protocol, an act of serious foul play will be rendered as exceptional if the level of excessive force was used was very high. It wasn't. There was malice used in making the challenge. There wasn't. There was an intent to injure. There was no intent. The level of endangerment of safety was very high. Doubt it. And a significant injury occurred as a consequence of the of the challenge. It was a dead leg. He hasn't been hospitalised for six months with a compound fracture of the leg. You know, there's so many reasons to throw that decision out. How they've come up with this two-game ban for a challenge which, had Bobby Madden decided it was a foul, he would have issued a yellow card for it, perhaps. Where's it? How does it suddenly become a two-game ban? I mean, the the problem is there's no transparency whatsoever. There's faceless men make these decisions and it's just presented to a club as a fait accompli. There you go. We'll give you the written reasons later. When will they come out? Days and days after the event. Five working days is what it says. 
Well, I'm quite sure Gary Dicker's one came out a damn sight quicker than five working days after it, and it was wrong. It's just adding to a catalogue of really, really poor decisions which question the competency of the officials making the decisions, but also are driving fans away from the game because they feel that, you know... I'm not saying that they're corrupt, but... It doesn't th- seem to be a level it, playing field. It's not a level playing field because certain clubs get away with absolute murder and others are being penalised for the slightest little thing. OK, let's get uh, Derek McInnes' take on it. He was asked about it uh, yesterday at press. Well, we received a, a fast-track notice of complaint. You know, for me, there's no malice there. There's no there's no serious injury, you know, to the player. Um it was a kicking action in terms of a clearance. It was, it wasn't a lunge as has been reported. Um, it was Scott running at speed to clear the ball with his right foot, and because he's running at speed and cleared the ball with his right foot, he's then uh, the two players have come to each other and I and I accept that at some pictures it doesn't look great, but the, it's a clearance. It's it's a football act. You know, it's not. He's not just ran at the player and lunged into him. And for me, I thought the referee dealt with it at the time. Um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm sure the referee who looked at it again wouldn't be issuing a red card. This is North Sound 1's Red Friday. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me tonight, Andrew Shiny and Alan Davidson. And uh, Alan, it does seem to be the latest in uh, along lines of poor, poor decisions. It is, and it's just what baffles me. And I think uh, myself and Andrew were discussing it before we came on air. Is who decide? When does the compliance officer decide to look at these incidents? Does he watch every minute of every game for the weekend? She, she, she it's a she now. Yeah. So she, but did, did did she miss Scott Brown's lunge at Stevie May? Because I think the, the criteria you went through there for citing them, we looked at it, and Scott Brown's challenge ticks more of those boxes than <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean it, that's the thing. Does the compliance officer forensically? inspect every minute of every game and look and see right referees missed that well get if she does why are there not an awful lot more um, of these fast track procedures because to me it's anything that is high profile because Brendan Rogers had a mump and moan about it or sports scene have highlighted it it seems to be trial by television nowadays and as you say Dave it's very much a case of they've looked at a still picture which makes the incident look far worse than it really was and they've decided to to become you know the arbiters sole arbiters of of what's happened here and they've given Scott McKenna what for me is a totally unjustified ban yeah well we could uh, talk all night about uh, the inadequacies of the SFA but it wasn't just the SFA this week it was the <laughs> SPFL as well the semi-final debacle here's Derek McInnes yeah delighted I think um, you know both ourselves and Hearts have been working um together in the background and trying to come to get a bit better natural conclusion. Obviously you're not going to please everybody but I do think that trying to squeeze both games in uh, on the same day at the same venue was always going to be problematic and difficult and an unpopular decision and that's how it played out you know so they are showcase um, events and, and games and there's, it's important we try and maximise each of the games you know and uh, and I think in doing so and, and taking one game to Edinburgh, one game to Glasgow, if the games had to be in the same day, uh, then it's better that way. You know, and I've said all along that I, I, from my point of view in the football department, we actually don't really care where they play. The game is too important for us. But 
from a supporters' point of view, it's important we try and get as many of our supporters there. And I think this now will give us that opportunity. Andrew, how did it get to that stage? Because everybody, apart from those, I think, with vested interests, from the word go, it was the wrong decision. To No way should two games of this magnitude be played on the same venue on the same day. It, it, it was just... It was nonsensical. Yeah. Common sense went completely out the window. Fortunately, it, it has come to bear, but questions have to be asked about the lies that were being told um, by whoever it was at the SPFL. Is it Ian Blair? Is it Neil Doncaster? Who in their right mind decided to pre-record interviews saying, yes, this is what we've done and all four clubs are delighted with it? Yeah, and it was painfully obvious. It was, yeah, it was, it was obvious as a nose in your face that they weren't happy with it, and and now we've we've got Brendan Rodgers saying, "Oh, Murrayfield's not neutral." <laughs> so I mean, sorry, um, it's the first time in ninety two years that uh, Celtic have had to go outside Glasgow for a semi final. For goodness sake, uh, how neutral is is Hamden Park when they play there almost every other week? By the looks of things, but you know, it, it's been decided now. Let's just get on with it and 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 make the most of it. And, you know, it, it is set up to be a really good Super Sunday, as the TV, I'm sure, will, will describe it. But, um, you know, qu- uh, lessons need to be learned from the complete shambles that went before the final decision. Yeah, if uh, running Scottish football was a comedy programme, it would be shelved, wouldn't it? Because the plots were just <laughs> far too far-fetched to be real. But, it, but for anybody looking from the outside, they must wonder, what on earth is going on? Exactly, like Andrew said uh, earlier on in the show, there's a lot of good things happening in Scottish football at the moment. And uh, these two semi-finals are exactly. two that we should be talking in mouth-watering terms looking forward to them. Two, two bright games that actually, now we have them at sensible times where fans can get there, they will be two packed stadiums full of noisy fans and hopefully two brilliant games of football that should be a great advert for our game. But the powers that be are outdoing themselves to continually make us look absolutely tinpot. It's... Unbelievable! Uh, it's, it's crazy, there, and then, there the, has to be answers. Yeah, somebody has to answer for these. Then the SFA go and put the tin lid on the whole lot by deciding that Gaza should be in the Scottish Hall yeah. of Fame. Seventy-eight games in a couple of seasons. Sorry, that doesn't deserve to be in the Scottish Hall of Fame. Rangers, fine, no problem with that whatsoever. But in Scotland's Hall of Fame, absolutely no way. They've had better weeks, the authorities, oh. haven't they? <laughs> it's, it's almost as though they've, they've got their heads together a couple of weeks ago and said, right, how can we make the biggest mess of everything? Well, guys, you've done it. Congratulations. But, yeah, and of course, we're still... The, everything is now... There's not that long until these two semi-finals take place and we're way behind in terms of preparation, getting tickets printed, allocations sorted out. That that would normally have all been done over a week ago. Yeah, yeah. We, we've forgotten about allocations. That's the next one, isn't uh, it? Well, how, I, how I, can we make neutral venues not neutral? <laughs> well, I would hope that it's a, a 50-50 split on, on both occasions, but um, hey-ho, we maybe <laughs> thought that we've had the worst week of all time. Maybe there's more to come. It probably is, but uh, anyway, we, we do actually have a game this weekend. We're playing St Mirren tomorrow afternoon. We'll look at that one after these. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.
You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday. The Dons are at home to St Mirren tomorrow afternoon in the Ladbrokes SPFL. A St Mirren side that we've played. This is our third game at Petaudry this calendar year against St Mirren. Um, it's in third different competition and it'll be the third different manager that Saints will have had. Yeah, Jack Ross for the Scottish Cup tie at the start of the year. Alan Stubbs for the League Cup tie not that long ago and now Oren Kearney for the league game it should be another win for Aberdeen uh, I'd like to think that we could score as many goals as we've done in the previous two games 4-1, 4-0 the two victories and the two cups and you're looking at a St Mirren side that have only scored one goal in their last seven games and that came from Jimmy Dunn of Hearts putting through his own goals so they don't have their troubles to seek up front I'd like to think that uh, Aberdeen will go all out attack and you know take the game to St Mirren as we did in the, the League Cup tie as we did in the Scottish Cup tie for that matter as well because uh, they're there to be got at without any question they're probably a bit tighter defensively now that Oren Kearney's there you saw them get a draw with, with Celtic they only lost by the solitary goal against Hibs last week so maybe looking for four is maybe being optimistic but Aberdeen are at home and we've said for a number of weeks now that there's signs there that the, the team is going to click at some point and somebody's going to get in the wrong end of a real doing so with it being the last game before then another international break tomorrow's the ideal time for that Oren Kearney's brought in some new faces including Adam Hamill who in his last spell in Scotland looked a, a certainly a tricky wide player hasn't been playing much so but he's maybe will uh, open his St Mirren career with uh, a, a start tomorrow or a, a, an appearance at some point yeah, let's just hope he's kept quiet. And I think that un- the the changes have kind of sit there and have steadied it a wee bit. But you'd hope coming to Pataudry, and like Andrew says, the Aberdeen team do look like they are starting to click. Although we didn't get the result down in Glasgow last week, the performance was solid. James Wilson looks to be just picking up week by week. There's just a wee bit more. Looks like a real quality player. And hopefully tomorrow he can... Get, get himself amongst the goals and really get himself get himself going as an Aberdeen player Well Derek McInnes doesn't uh, believe Alan Stubbs was given enough time in charge at Saints Firstly I'm really disappointed that someone felt the need to make a change right away you know when a manager gets given a job to uh, in the summer um, you know to see a manager lose his job in Alan Stubbs so quickly is is ridiculous to be honest um, but they've made a change and uh, um, and obviously they've had a positive result against Celtic um, and you could see a, a partner play that they were tr- trying to make themselves difficult to play against and, and still carry that threat in the counter-attack as they did against Hibs on Saturday you know Hibs won the game from a set play um, and they've had a sore defeat in between those against Hamilton but I think what's uh, you know I think Oren will be trying to find out as much about his players as he goes along but I think uh, They've earned the right to be an SPFL club. They've got good players at Mun, uh, and we expect a, a tough game. You know, we we ran out convincing winners here the last time, but it needs to be said we were very good on the day. We brought a lot of speed and movement to the game, and we were clinical. We were finishing, so something similar would be nice. But you know, we we fully expect a tough game, and they only saw us to try and deliver a performance. And the manager also spoke about James Wilson as to what his best position is. With that intention, I think James plays better with a partner. Um, and we brought James to the club with the intention of trying to be that. We brought um, good centre-halves in to give the option of going with a back three at times. you know, And um, and we do have that flexibility. Um, brought players to, to play at the club to 
be a bit more flexible, but ultimately it was to try and get two strikers on the pitch as much as we can. Right, one to watch, Alan. I'm going to go for James Wilson. I think, like I said, I think he's just, since he came back, it was unfortunate that he kind of started his Aberdeen career with a, a couple of injuries that had the, the Pataudry faithful grumbling before he'd kicked a ball really but he, he's shown in, in the last couple of games that he is a player of real real quality and I think when once fully fit will show that he is probably a class above most in the Scottish Premier League um, I think he could be a if he gets one tomorrow he could get a couple with the right service Andrew? Uh, I'm going to go for the returning Lewis Ferguson I hope that he, he starts uh, I know he's only trained uh, a wee bit this week hasn't had a full week's training but he is a fit guy and I think his energy from box to box is, is vital for Aberdeen particularly in a, a game where as we say we're going to be expected to take the game to St Mirren Yep, uh, let's turn our attention to the predictor now. You've got the latest in the table, Andrew. Well, last week, Dave Galloway scored four points. He was top of the, the weekly chart. You and I, Dave, both scored three, and the Red Army, represented by our Petordi colleague Mal Panton, only scored two. So the league table now reads Red Army on 27 in the bottom spot, Dave Galloway on 28, yourself, Dave, on 32, and I'm still gnarly ahead on 33. Right, uh, so Alan, you're going to represent the Red Army this week, yeah, and uh, struggling a wee bit. So we've brought back the big guns. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. That's um, one point. <laughs> and uh, you've got Dave's I've predictions. Got Dave predictions. Right, so uh, yep. let's start with you, Alan, representing the Red Army for Dundee Kilmarnock. Dundee Kilmarnock. Dundee getting some points last week, but I expect that was just a blip. Two one Kilmarnock. <laughs> Andrew? Yeah, Greg Stewart to have a happy return to Dens Park. 2-1 for me. Dave Galloway's gone 1-1. I've gone 2-1 for Kilmarnock as well. Andrew, Hibs at home to Hamilton. Well, fancy Hibs to get back in the goal trail again. They've missed a lot of chances in the last couple of games. I think they will take it out in the Aki's tomorrow. 3-0 and Dave Galloway's gone 2-0. And Alan? 3-0. I've gone 3-1. Alan, Motherwell at home to Livingston. Motherwell, Livy, a Livingston side who just keeps surprising us because they every week you kind of expect them to get beat and they don't. Um, I'm not sure they'll get the win at Fair Park. One one. Andrew, Dave G's gone one nil to Livingston, and I've gone two one to Livingston. And I've gone two two. Uh, on Sunday, Andrew Rangers at home to Hearts. Top well, of the table, Hearts. Yeah, top of the table, Hearts will fancy their chances against the Rangers side who did well, beating a, a rather limited Rapid Vienna side on Thursday night in the Europa League. Uh, I think it's going to be a share of the spoils 1-1. Dave Galloway fancies Hearts. He's gone 2-1 to them. Alan? 2-1 Hearts. And I've gone 1-1. St Johnson Celtic, Alan? St Johnson Celtic, poor result midweek in Europe. Very unimpressive so far this season. It's almost getting to the point. I think it's it's must win almost for Celtic, and I'm going to go two nil Celtic. I think they'll they'll get it done. Andrew, yeah, I, th- I agree with Alan. I'm going two nil. Dave G, he's wearing his Tayside hat once again, going for a one one draw. I've gone for three one to Celtic, and Andrew, the big one tomorrow, Aberdeen at home to St Mirren. Well, I, I fancy the Dons to to hit the goal trail three nil, and Dave Galloway says three nil as well. Alan, I've, I've gone 3-0 as well. <laughs> and I've gone 3-0, so really <laughs> point, <laughs> what a pointless one that is. Right, in League 2 tomorrow afternoon, Peter Header at home to Elgin City. Here's Bluetooth boss Jim McAnally. You just need to look at away, away performances. I think we've scored 14 
goals away from home in four games or something like that. And obviously we're finding those goals a problem at home, you know. So I think if we can win on Saturday, it would be our second or third home win. And that's something that we fell short on, especially in the first quarter last season. So that would be an improvement. And then over the course of the season, I think it's important that the that the home games we need to take care of and in better style. And Saturday, I think it would just be a, it would be a massive game for us to win. Highland League but uh, not the league really the, the most important game this weekend is it? No uh, the the game that everybody's going to be looking forward to is at 8 o'clock tonight at Harlow Park in Inverurie it's the Aberdeenshire Cup final between Cove Rangers and Banks of D and uh, John Sheeran uh, the Cove manager is giving us his thoughts on this one We played uh, Banks of D in the Aberdeenshire Shield final last year towards the end of the season so you know we know it's going to be a really tough game in, in my view they're a, a top 5 top 6 Highland League club um, if they would if they would join the Highland League um, so we know it's going to be a really tough game and our guys will certainly be ready for that and Banks of D Andrew are free. no mugs they won 7-0 at the Hawks they won 5-1 at Locos and so they beat the Young Dons the Young Dons you, you, you at, saw uh, that one at uh, their home ground so yeah I think it will be a, a really good match this one uh, they're relentless Banks of D they don't stop um, and Cove Rangers likewise in a rich vein of form so it's going to be a cracker that one the pick of the games in the Highland League tomorrow probably at Rothes where Fraserborough visits and the Brock can go third if they win and in the juniors it's two Scottish Cup second round replays with ten teams say, through so far to the next round which is very good Aberdeen University they're at home to Mabel from Ayrshire and it's an all North County clash between White Hills and New Elgin that's about it for another week no Red Friday next week we're back in a fortnight remember Aberdeen against St Mirren tomorrow afternoon kick off at 3 o'clock have a great sporting weekend bye bye Red Friday with ESWL streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor it's not Sound 1's Red Friday